Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gin Lounge. This is a special episode of the Gin Lounge where we will be going over the games of the year as chosen by you. We let the readers pick the games, so I have nothing to do with it. So if you uh, have a complaint, don't blame me. I just work here. Joining me in the lounge is um, three people. Kelly Adams, she is a gin two-timer in more ways than one because this is the second episode that she has been in the lounge. And she also runs the Gamer Geek Show, which is featured regularly here on GameIndustry.com. Kelly, welcome to the lounge. Oh, thank you. It's good to be back. <laughs> it's good to have you back. Um, and we also have Nate Woolley, our publisher, um, who uh, pays all the bills and keeps us all in order. So we're we're definitely glad to have you here, sir. Much as I can keep everybody in order, John. Thanks for having me back. Okay, and we also have a brand new guest. Uh, we tried to keep him out of the lounge for as long as possible, but he found a fire axe and got in here. So from now on, extreme gamer Todd Hargosh will be a regular guest here in the lounge. Todd, welcome, welcome aboard. Hey, thanks for having me on, John. <laughs> no problem. We're, we're glad to have you, and as always, we'll be we'll be very interested to hear your takes on on these topics. If you would like to uh, participate in uh, the uh, the Gin Lounge, you can email. Email us at ginlounge at gameindustry.com. Let us know what you're thinking, and uh, feel free to uh, to let us know if you'd like us to cover a topic or if you think we're idiots or if you really like us. We, we love to hear from you. Really, we do. Okay. Um, so this is uh, episode is about Game of the Year, um, and if you go to uh, GameIndustry.com, um, right in the upper corner of the page, you can click on the button that says Game of the Year Winners, and you can see them all, so we're going to go over them. Uh, Game Industry News, we do sort of an interesting thing in the industry. We let the readers pick the games. Um, that was a program that was set up by Nate Woolley. So, Nate, why don't you tell us why, why you think it's, it's uh, better to do it this way than the way that most publications do it? John, I've been in publishing for a long time, and I've seen a lot of these uh, award systems and award shows come and go. And I'm very big on GameIndustry.com being about the voice of the people. I don't want this to be Time Magazine's Man of the Year, where one guy goes off in a corner for 15 minutes and bang, you've got a winner. <laughs> I really want to make sure. I really want to make sure that what we put out there. It's it's my publication. I want to make sure it's accurately representing the industry and the people who love these games so much. So it's much more important that we represent the people and the gamers and the people in the industry rather than, you know, somebody who's, you know, got a lot of money and a lot of presence. I, I want to see independence. I want to see oddballs. I want to see surprise winners. What and, I don't want is the same old thing. And we, we certainly have had some surprise winners over the years, much to Todd's chagrin. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think this year, uh, I think you agree with, with most of the choices. Um, but we'll definitely get into that. Um, so let's uh, begin at the uh, at the at the top of the list. Oh, it, it's worth mentioning that uh, we had about 20,000 uh, people uh, participate in the nomination phase this year and about 100,000 votes. So certainly a lot of people are, are backing the, the games that won this year. So uh, beginning at the top, uh, the best adventure game was Lego Indiana Jones, the original adventures, one of two of the Lego games that actually won this year. Legos seemed really popular. Did, did any of you guys get to play any of these Lego uh, adventures? I certainly did, John. Nate here. Um 
both myself and with my kids. I have two small girls. Uh, the Lego games are engaging and entertaining. It's cartoon violence, but it's entertaining and hilarious cartoon <laughs> violence. And I'm very pleased to see this win Best Adventure Game. So you don't you don't mind when uh, when the guy gets his head knocked off because he's just a Lego person. Come on, who hasn't lined up a bunch of Lego people and thrown a baseball at them? You just get to do it right now in the original movies we love. <laughs> That's true. What about you, Todd? Is is that violence a little too a little too under the table for you? I know you you like the hardcore games. Yeah, I, I really didn't have any interest in any of the Lego titles. I played a demo for Star Wars, and it was it was interesting, but I didn't really care much for the series in general. Uh, there weren't any uh, red Lego blocks in there, were there? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh. So okay, well, moving on to uh, to to another title that Todd will have no interest in in the best family game uh, title. We had uh, a winner uh, was the Happy Tales Animal Shelter. Um, this was uh, put out by the folks at Viva Media. Viva Media, I mean, they have really owned the whole uh, taking care of your animal uh, adventure, and and it's really difficult for them, I think, since they kind of own this entire area um, to to put out something new. Uh, and, and different, and but they really did with the the Happy Tales Animal Shelter. Uh, they actually added the ability that not only do you have to take care of these animals when they're sick, but you have to find good homes for them. So it kind of teaches kids the responsibility that not only are you helping these kids get along, uh, not the kids, but the uh, the animals get along and get healthy, but you're also you have to give them away. I mean, it, it's kind of a a hard rule for some kids to learn. Yeah, hopefully, there's a no kill shelters, eh? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I I think if your shelter gets uh, gets too backed up, you just you don't take any more animals in or something. So uh, I will say this is another one that the girls enjoyed quite a bit. Mm. Uh, the whole idea, the development of games like Animal Shelter and other sort of horse and pet uh, management, for lack of a better term, uh, games that has popped up both from Viva and from others, has really spoken to. You know the younger set in my family, so I'm glad to see the Happy Tales Animal Shelter take another uh, award, and it certainly pleased my girls. Excellent. Well, uh, and that, there we go. So there's there was there's where they got two votes right there yes. <laughs> from your family. All right, moving on to the best online game, uh, online only game. Um, we allowed uh, expansion packs to be considered this year because there weren't a lot of um, full games that were out, and and really sometimes these expansion packs. Uh, there's so much content in them; it's practically like a whole new game anyway for the for the uh, for the players. Um, and this year it was World of Warcraft: uh, Wrath of the Lich King, an excellent uh, an excellent title that we will be featuring uh, when we do our MMO show. Um, are any of you guys uh, uh, WoW WoW heads or WoW players? I don't even play any MMOs in general. I've dipped my toe into it a bit. <laughs> So I mean, oh. I've played a bit. You know, just my nephew kind of he he plays WoW and he got me into it and taught me how and stuff and he was showing me. And yeah, you can like lose your life in that <laughs> game. I'm like I'm like okay, I adore my figure too much and I don't want to get fat with zits <laughs> on my face. It's like to know. <laughs> uh, Nate, you might remember one of the reasons why I don't play MMOs. Uh, Namely, your Name your wife in a little case of Ultima Online. Yeah, she, last I heard, she was spanking your ass. Yeah, she, yeah, she shot me in the head. Yeah, well, who hasn't had that fantasy one time? Oh, uh, not I that will, one. I, I will say our designer here, Melissa, 
has sold her soul to World of Warcraft. There are so many people like that that are just they're sucked in by this game. I mean, I I also play online games, and I actually voted for uh, Lord of the Rings Online because that's the one that I play constantly. Um, and I I think, but just WoW has really dominated that that field. I mean, there are millions and millions of WoW players, so you know it's 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 no surprise that 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 that. Wrath of the Lich King won, um, but they've done a lot with that expansion pack. I mean, they they used a lot of uh, height, so when you stand by a tree, it really literally goes like 80 feet in the air and things like that. And it was it was really good what what they did. So I'm I was happy to see Wow pick up yet another award, like they needed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah <true>. exactly. <laughs> I guess they'll just have to take a break to hang, you know, from cashing all those big checks to hang the award up on the wall. Right, right. That's true. <laughs> All right, so in the best peripheral field, um, uh, this was actually an overwhelming victory. Uh, IZ3D, uh, their 22-inch gamer LCD, they have a whole line of 3D uh, monitors, but this is kind of their entry-level one. It's only about $200, um, and it'll let people get into 3D gaming, which – I mean, I, I really think that this could be the next the next great thing in gaming. I mean, there's no reason why it couldn't take on now that the price points are down. Has any of you, have any of you guys tried any type of 3D gaming? I, I haven't get, yet. I'd love <laughs> to try it out though. Okay, well, um, you know, uh, you uh, we'll, we'll have to get you in front of that. I know Shella wrote that uh, she didn't think that uh, 3D gaming was going to take on, and IZ3D is uh, supposedly sending her a monitor and a setup, so she's going to give it a try and, and and check it out. But like I say, with the price point down, I, I don't see why it couldn't catch on. Um, from what I understand, talking with the developers, a lot of the games like World of Warcraft and Lord of the Rings Online are designed in 3D, and then they're re-rendered back to 2D. So the data is already there. So when you when you load your games up with this monitor, uh, you actually are able to play in 3D, just the games that you're playing right now in 2D, and everything looks really great. So that, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Did they mention I, that they're going to make it available for consoles as well? Um, I'm not sure. That's a good question, though, because right now it kind of is the world of the or the world of the PC, the PC gamer, the 3D stuff. Um, right. But you know, adding uh, the ability for console gamers to play—that—that that would probably be the, the the next great frontier. I will talk to them about that the next time I uh, I chat with them, because because you're right, that that would be a brilliant business decision. Yeah. That's especially especially when you consider that the uh, 360 can output in VGA. Um, I don't know about the PS3 yet. Maybe they'll come out with an HDMI version. That's true. That's true, and that would <laughs> that would really kick it. <laughs> so, um, so who knows? Uh, uh- I'll tell you, John, I confidently predict Chell is going to be won over by this one. <laughs> I mean, I can't see that she would be. She would start playing and be like, wow, that was really horrible having that stuff come out of the screen at me. I mean, I, I don't know. So, But, you know, the thing for her is she's all about fashion, and she doesn't like the hat that she has to wear the glasses. She, Regardless of how good the gaming experience is, she refuses to look like a dork. So. <laughs> Bravo. <I don't>. Bravo. <laughs> we'll have to see how that works. All right, um, moving into the... The next category, uh, best puzzle game. This was Defense Grid: The Awakening, which was originally an Xbox 360 game. It's certainly not your traditional puzzle game. Your your traditional puzzle games are like Myst and and Riven and things like that. This was actually an action game, but uh, it it uses a common theme where you that's common on the web where you have to uh, build towers to defend yourself against aliens and uh there was actually some controversy over this because people some people didn't think it was a pure puzzle game but i i certainly played it all the way through and i i thought it was um 
Todd, what, what do you think about that? I, did you get to play it on on um, on uh, Xbox Live at all? You know, to tell you the truth, I didn't even see it on Xbox Live. Oh, really? That's where it started yeah. at. <laughs> yeah, because the only puzzle games I know that start for like twenty bucks is like Braid, which won numerous awards for mm-hmm. the Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see that on Squid. I'll have to check it out. All right, we'll check it out, and we'll 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 catch you next time. You can let us know what you think. But I I did play. I played it. I downloaded it off of uh, Steam and played it on the the PC version, and uh, it was really good. I I enjoyed it. So. Mm. All right, uh, the award for best RPG, uh, gosh, I could have written this one like, <laughs> uh, you know, in January of last year, uh, uh, Fallout 3, um, actually one of many awards that it won mm-hmm. e- just with us and with others, uh, um, and I, I know you guys, some of you anyway, have been playing Fallout 3. I, I actually solved the game, so, uh, the curse is lifted for now for me. <laughs> this game has this game has cost GameIndustry.com so much productivity. It's pitiful. <laughs> no I've had I've had people calling in sick. I've had people, you know, doing the oh, I'm just rearranging the furniture in my office so, that, <laughs> so their monitors won't face the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know what I can do about it except get a little irritable and you know, jump out by surprise and see if I can catch James cheating. But <laughs> I'm afraid even if I did, he would just say so. <laughs> and Todd, you I know you've been playing Fallout Three and the uh and the new DLC, the Operation Anchorage. So Yeah, I have. I mean like I love Fallout Three. I mean if just going out to explore is amazing. And and you're yeah. not a role player, really. No. I'm not. The only thing I'd say I was disappointing about Fallout 3 was the Operation Anchorage expansion. I thought it was a little too much action-based. Yeah, and I, I said the same thing when I did my review. I, I thought it was it, – they kind of turned it into a shooter, and mm-hmm. it's – well, oh, It's not as fast-paced as like uh, Call of Duty or Killzone 2, but yeah, it's not, still a shooter nonetheless. The, the engine's not really a shooter engine, and yeah. Anch- Operation Anchorage kind of made you – forced you to play that way. Kelly, you were you were coughing. So do you do you yeah. have something to add? I, I'm the shooter. I I love the shooters' actions and stuff. But I liked Fallout Three too. I mean, it's it's a very good game. I, I just man, I've got like ADD for some reason recently. <laughs> man, I can't keep one game in my bloody Xbox for very long at all before it's oh, it's going to lips and it's going back to this and to that. <laughs> well, it's as crazy. As- as Nate would say, you are a game uh, uh, gourmet instead of a gourmet. <laughs> you, you sample everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As, as a matter of fact, on our show, John, um, we I gave uh, Fallout 3 very much less for overall game of the year. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was on our uh, both of our top fives. It, it definitely, it definitely deserved it. I mean, there's, there's no every time Bethesda comes out with a game that they do internally, um, that where they, they are the developers and the publishers, it really raises the bar in the industry. I mean, Oblivion did it, Morrowind did it, and and now Fallout Three's done it. Um, you know, that's balanced somewhat by every game that they contract out for other people. Pretty much sucks, but uh, I mean, the, the Star Trek game sucked. Um, you know, as, but. But still, you know, as long as it's as long as it's developed by them and published by them, it's going to be a winner. Um, now, moving into the shooter category, we had a kind of a surprise winner here: uh, Call of Duty World at War. Um, Todd, that was a game that uh, you didn't see coming, I know, and you were very surprised to find a really good game there. Yeah, because uh, first of all, Treyarch, I didn't expect them to do well after Call of Duty Three. I think I only went through a couple of missions on that before I quit. <laughs> but right after the right from the first mission of uh, World of War, I was hooked. I mean, 
I mean, I saw them putting the Call of Duty 4 engine to good use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the whole. That's the deal. They had the engine. Right. That's even we called that, or I said they've got the engine. How can they get? Well, we better shut up because <laughs> they might go wrong. So, so. I mean, the storyline right from the beginning when you see your um, cellmate getting his throat cut was like, wow. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna blank with these guys. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool, and it's good to see. It's good to see they're back. You know, it's good I to, also. I was also impressed with the way they did the storyline. I mean, the voice acting by both Kiefer Sutherland and Gary Oldman was amazing. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Good. All right. The, I, I the important I, the important thing there for me is I know it was controversial for them to go back to World War II, but let's face it, killing Nazis is fun. No, in this case it was uh, it was no, Japanese guys. Whatever. So yeah, but World, yeah. World War One it was a just war that you can run around and start killing people and not say, huh, I have all these moral implications I have to think about. You just mm-hmm. get to kill the bad guys and move on. <laughs> I thought it was foolish to take themselves out of it. In fact, I'd like to go back a couple years and show this game to EA when they were producing Rising Sun and tell them this is how it should be done. Yeah, Rising Sun was such a disappointment. They had such a great demo at E3 too, oh, and then yeah. and then uh, the game was just so horrible. So um, yeah, this is how it should have been done. The Japanese theater, um, you know, the Pacific Theater, it's really underserved in the gaming world, and this was a uh, this was great in a lot of fronts. And so I was happy. I was very happy to see it. So in addition, I thought after playing some of the uh, Asian or Pacific theaters, mm-hmm. I thought to myself, I know it's kind of a controversial topic, but why don't they do a Call of Duty title in Vietnam? Oh, who knows? Battlefield did. That's true. Oh, yeah. Ke- Kelly, I don't know. Well, it's just because I have a father-in-law who is a former POW right. in oh. Vietnam. He still, when he has nightmares and dreams and stuff at night, he speaks Vietnamese, and he has no recollection of how to speak Ooh. that language when he's awake, oh, so... Yeah, he's PTSD, so yeah. So you have to say, like, you might want to stay away from that one. (laughs) Like I said, it was a controversial topic. Yeah. That's a a good point and something that that I I hadn't considered, but yeah, well, we'll have to see what happens. I'm I'm sure somebody will will try to tackle it at some point, and we'll we'll just hope they do a good job with it. So, all right, uh, into uh, Best Simulation, we had Mountain Blade. Um, This was uh, another surprise win, I thought. Um, But when you look into it, Mountain Blade is a simulation of uh, sort of medieval warfare. The game itself if you look at the, like the top level of the game it's almost like a, a 1980s simulation i mean you kind of see <laughs> you know a town with a name blazoned across it and it, it kind of looks like you're playing a computer game but then when you actually get into the into the uh, actual battles and stuff we're talking about commanding huge armies in i mean you know braveheart type of armies in in, re- in real time and it's 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 pretty amazing and it's got a Huge fan base that continually cre- creates mods for the game, so uh, you know your replay value is almost limitless. I-, I think that they won the simulation game because of their fan base, and I think they got their fan base because they allowed the fans to create mods for the game. I think that's a winning strategy for anybody. I certainly agree. I thought it was a great game, especially the mounted combat. Mm-hmm. It was something I hadn't really seen before. You know, instead of first-person shooter, it's more a first-person skewer, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, it was just a great game to play. I really enjoyed it. And it was real. It was tough too. I mean, it it was hard. I mean, you, you get out there and you got 
you know, 400 knights who are charging your position, you know, you're going to wet your pants. Probably see that. So it's, it's, it was crazy. I, I, I enjoyed it. And it's good to see, um, the PC, uh, using its strengths. Cause that's really a game that probably wouldn't do well on a console. So it's nice for me being a PC gamer to see some cool stuff, uh, on the PC side. Okay, for uh, best sports game, and we're gonna let Hockey Man Todd uh, talk about NHL 09, uh, a game that I think he would have probably burned the lounge down if it didn't win. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, let's put it this way: I had to do both NHL 09 from EA and NHL 2K9 from 2K Sports. 2K9 was horrible. <laughs> I mean, what they tried to do is they tried to keep everything simple. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they made it too simple. The game was uh, gave new meaning to the term bare bones. Yeah, and I mean NHL 09 has I mean some of the people that criticized it said it was hard to play, but that that's what they did to add realism to the game, right? Yeah, I mean uh, 2K 2K9 I'll mention was slow. Mm-hmm. In fact, the biggest thing the biggest thing they mentioned was you get to draw the zamboni. You know the, what they used to <laughs> clean the ice between periods. Right. Big deal. <laughs> that we had. Isn't that what Snoopy always wanted to do? I mean. You're not capturing my attention that way. (laughs) I mean, maybe if you could drive it while the players were on the ice, that might be fun. (laughs) That might be fun. Well, maybe they'll come out with a – well, maybe come out with Mutant Lake Hockey too. Who knows? But no, EA did a great job with NHL 09. They kept it real and ran fast. The stick control was amazing. The – I mean, the be a pro mode alone where you get to play as one player during the entire season, watch everything from his perspective even when you're on the bench was was well worth the nice. Impression. That's really cool. That's a great. That's a great idea. I've We're, noticed a lot of sports games doing that because I picked up MLB 08, the the show for PlayStation 3 last year, and it did the same thing. I'm in the process of testing out this year's version right now, and and I mean it's stuff like that. I mean I get tired of doing franchise mode every year. Oh yeah, I'll, yeah. I want something different, and and the BI Pro mode in NHL 09 pretty much won me. Okay. Well, let us know what you find out with the with the new title too. Um, moving into strategy game, and uh, this was a console strategy game, which was, I believe, the first time in Gin history that a console game won for strategy. So that is pretty amazing. And uh, you know, I'm gonna let Kelly and Todd talk about Sid Meier's Civilization Revolution because uh, they are the the uh, they're our console players. What'd you guys think? I mean, how cool was it to find Civilization uh, on your Xbox? As a veteran of all four of them, I was I was impressed with the quality. I mean, I thought it was going to be dumbed down because mm-hmm. they tried to release uh, Civilization for the Super Nintendo back in the uh, '90s. I never got a chance to play that. Mm-hmm. But I want. I mean, I, at first when I heard this, I thought it's going to be dumbed down. It's going to be arcade style. Mm-hmm. It's not. They kept. I mean, sure, the units are smaller than the um, than the uh, PC version. There's less technologies, but still, it has it has the addictive quality of the uh, original. There were nights I've been up until five o'clock in the morning playing. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised with that one. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So uh, it's good to see this that civilization done right and, and and on the console. I think the only people that weren't happy were PC gamers uh, who were like, we no longer have the exclusivity of uh, of civilization. So civilization, okay. civilization yeah, for everyone. <laughs> all right, for we all can't spend money on graphics cards <laughs> so we can play Crisis. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay, for uh for best environment, uh we have uh the second win for Fallout 3. Um, you know, I I don't know what a 1950s era post-nuclear world war world would look like, but I'm guessing it looked pretty much like Fallout 3 did. <laughs> so, uh anybody have any uh problems with the environment? <laughs> 
Oh, no. It was immersive, I got to admit. (laughs) They kept as close to the real DC as possible. Yeah, that was cool. That was like when I went to the metro stations, I've known them all. It's like, I've been there, been there, been (laughs) been there. It was was really cool to have a game not set in California, a Fallout game. You know, actually have landmarks that you recognize. And even if you're not from DC, you know, you're going to recognize the the Washington Monument and things like that. But if you're from DC and you see stuff like that, that's really cool to say, hey, that's neat. I've been there. I've been there. I've sat in the president's chair. (laughs) I will mention when they come out with the pit expansion, I'm looking forward to seeing how they. Create a post-apocalyptic Pittsburgh. That's so, true. I just I've been up the area many times. I just I just talked to an unnamed source in Bethesda who told me that the pit expansion was going well and uh, we should see it really soon. So awesome. I know it was delayed. Right, well, right, right. Well, they want. I'll know. <laughs> they they want. I, mean, I haven't been to DC, but yeah, I know Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, they want. They want to do it right, and I think they want to add a lot of stuff in. And and Bethesda really just uh, with the DLC, they can afford to delay it and get it right, as opposed to launching something kind of like Anchorage, which seemed a little rushed. I, I think. I think the pit is going to be much better, and I think you guys are going to enjoy that. And we'll hear from the Pittsburgh crew when that happens. Um, for best soundtrack, we have uh, Grand Theft Auto 4. Um, surprising, this was the only award. No, uh, this is one of two that uh, Grand Theft Auto won. Um, I think the soundtrack is kind of the key to that game a lot. I mean, people love listening to it, so and it had a good soundtrack. Todd, I mean, what did you think? Did you like the soundtrack this time? Well, usually when I did the do the um, Grand Theft Auto series, I spent like one day just listening to the radio stations mm-hmm. to see what they have on there. Most awesome. as usual, the talk stations are funny. <laughs> yeah, Laszlo, Laszlo got his station back. About halfway through the game, he comes on. <laughs> yeah, and now he's doing full-time for Lost and Damned. <laughs> cool. But as far as overall soundtrack, um, I might not put GTA 4 on the list. I mean, oh, really? My my boss towards Rock Band will be a, a major factor in this because mm-hmm, of, of the 580-plus songs as of – Earlier this week. That's true. That's true. I mean, that is certainly got. I mean, something for everyone on on the rock band side. And right. I I think that was close. Uh, but you know, the, the GTA people like like their game, and and so they put it over the top. So they're but, more unique. Yeah, you know, they not only did the stuff from the artists, the songs were on there, but they did their own created stuff on it. It it was a nice collaboration with it, the mingling of the two. That's true. That's true. The talk stations are a lot of fun. I mean, I enjoy listening to them. Sometimes I'll just park and listen to the dumb callers and stuff. <laughs> and of course, they added on to that with the TV programs. Right, right. I just yeah. watched when I got lost in Dan. The first thing I did was watch the latest episode of Republican Space Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That is a good show. I love that. <laughs> All right. Um, for the uh, for the best DS game, we have uh, Guitar Hero on tour, which I think well deserved. I mean, they actually created an interface so you could play Guitar Hero on the DS. I mean, I mean that's pretty much enough said right there. Uh, I thought that was incredibly innovative and it worked really well. I mean, I played it for a little bit, and you know, you didn't have as many buttons as the guitar, but I mean, we're talking about a tiny little handheld platform and the ability to actually play, and it was great. It sounded good too. Yeah, it was perfect for my seven-year-old niece because she's got real. She's small for her age, and mm-hmm. she's got little tiny hands. And this, like the the guitar strats and stuff for the, the Guitar Hero games, the full you know console games, that she is dwarfed by them. I mean, it's just ridiculously how big it is and how far she has to stretch and everything. This was perfect, and like I said, she did. She didn't put it down. Mm. She played the 
crap out of that game. <laughs> it, unfortunately, they need to design a game cartridge that can be ingested by your new dog and <laughs> out and still work. Some sort of titanium to, buttons or something. Yeah, she was about to choke her dog when it did that. So <laughs> I, That's why I have a cat. <laughs> All right. Uh, for best PC game, no surprise, yet another pickup for Fallout 3. Um, uh, I'm a PC gamer, and uh, it was certainly the best game on the PC that year. I mean, hands down, no question. So, uh, you know, I, I I think that category, I'd have to go back and look at the votes, but I believe that it got more votes in that category than I think any other game in any other category. I mean, PC gamers love Fallout 3. So, um, And it would have been a shame if uh, Bethesda moved it just to uh, just a console because, you know, obviously the Fallout games had had their roots in the PC side. I mean, I think it would have been the great nerd riot of 08 if that <laughs> happened. So, <laughs> so thankfully they didn't, and they pick up a, a game of the year uh, for PC gaming. Don't uh, make me roll initiative. <laughs> exactly. Um, for best PlayStation 2 game, we have the second of the Lego titles, Lego Batman. Um, the piece, the, the, I think the important thing about this is that the PlayStation 2 is still actually on the list. Every year we say, well, is, you know, the PlayStation 2 category, we're going to drop it. We've dropped the Xbox category and we've dropped the Nintendo whatever came before the Wii category. <laughs> um, but people still play PlayStation 2 games a lot and, um, they come out on multi-platform games, come out for the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation 2 still has actually some exclusive titles that come out for it. So, I mean, it's, it's still a valid, a valid platform. I agree. Uh, so, so there we go. So there it is, and it won for the Batman. For for the PS3 now, the PlayStation 2's souped-up steroided brother, uh, we have uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 um, as the category there. And I know Todd uh, is a little disappointed with that pick. Yeah, for one thing, I'm, I, mean, I mentioned this before. I mean, I know it's up to the fans to make the decisions, but I've always said that we should have a multi-platform category. Because mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I know the PlayStation Three doesn't have many exclusives, but I got two in mind that could have been used. Okay, they could have, they could have given it to Metal Gear Solid Four, or they could have given it to a title that's going to surprise you that I actually enjoyed, and that's Little Big Planet. Little, Little Big Planet was cool. Little Big Planet was, I believe, second in that category. It got it got a lot of votes. I think that. The problem with Little Big Planet is I don't think they really had a lot of marketing behind it, and I think a lot of people don't know about it. Wish they would learn about because it, it was really good. <laughs> you know, I catch is also they had that recall because there was a song that featured lyrics from the Koran in it. Oh right, they yeah. Delayed the game a week. I heard about that. I heard about that. So, um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, Little Big Planet, Little Big Planet's neat. But I mean, I think what it is is. Not everybody owns every console, so if you just have a PlayStation 3, if that's how you play your games, um, then I could see somebody saying, well, the best game I played on that platform this year was Grand Theft Auto 4. So. And, and not every game that's multi-platform is good on every platform. I'm playing Grand Theft Auto 4 currently on the PC, and it's a good game, and I'm enjoying it, but it's, the port isn't that great, and there are some problems with it, and I certainly wouldn't even consider it for a PC game of the year. Mm. Um, whereas I'm sure on a console it runs sweet and looks great. <laughs> would make sense. So, but maybe next year we will have a multi-platform category in addition to the the individual ones. So that'll make Todd happy. Um, <laughs> all right, for best PSP game, uh, we have uh, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy Seven, <laughs> one of one of those Final Fantasies. Um, uh, this this was actually. Oh, re- come on, just go ahead and kick it out with the V R R. 
So, I, I mean, I think the Final Fantasy series uh, d- deserved it. Uh, Square has not been putting out the the best titles as of late. As if you read it, <laughs> Kelly's reviews, you'll find out. <laughs> so, but he, he, here's one that they did write apparently, and and we were glad to uh, to mention it for them. And you'll wonder why I refuse their products. <laughs> they have some good titles. I think I just sent Kelly another uh, Square title to review, Star Ocean. <laughs> and I hear that one's good, Kelly. So, God, I'm, I got my fingers crossed for you. I've already heard from her. <laughs> I, had, I told my husband, I was like, grab my phone. I got to take pictures of this and load it on the Facebook. Todd's got to see this guy. <laughs> I was like, I've still got to take the picture of the character that I'm still that's so ambiguous. It's like Pat, and I cannot tell if this is a man or a woman. <laughs> Oh, Even by the voice, I can't tell. <laughs> well, I look forward to reading that review. <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting. <laughs> All right, on the uh, on the Wii side, we have um, uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, which uh, uh, Todd, you're the expert on this one, so tell us about that game. Well, let's see. Uh, aside from the fact that it's a Nintendo voice fantasy, <laughs> it features all their characters, including Snake and Sonic, which is for the first time in a, in a Nintendo title. The game is just fun to play. I mean. Has everything that has to do with all things Nintendo. Uh, the only problem with it was the uh, online was pretty bad. Mm. So it took took well. We the Wii is not that great for online to begin with because you gotta get the friend codes, then you gotta get the player code to log in, add them to their list. It takes like minutes to start up a game, but once you get in, it is fun. And every year I go to VGX, they play it. Oh, neat, cool. If, if it weren't for a certain title called Wii Music, I'd probably still be playing it. <laughs> well, and it's also one of those games that it's not a kitty game per se, which which a lot of the Wii ha- there's a lot of kitty games on the Wii, and and this one certainly isn't isn't really one of them. So, uh, and then um, for the Xbox 360, uh, I know Kelly and Todd both play this game religiously. Uh, I hear Kelly's mean with a sniper rifle. We have uh, Gears of War 2 as the winner in that one, and I believe I believe it was kind of close, but Gears of War 2 came on came out on top. Kelly, why does everybody love Gears of War 2? This is just nothing satisfying. It's just it's a great game, good storyline, good graphics, good gameplay. I mean, it's just wonderful. They still haven't quite got the the glitchiness out of the cover system, mm. but it does have the most satisfying headshot ever with a sniper <laughs> rifle. Because man, you get those heads just pop like a zit. I mean, this is wonderful. It's just, now it's, that's got to be a commercial. Play Gears not- War Two, the most satisfying headshots. <laughs> It's not just the headshots. It's uh, being able to use a chainsaw from behind this time as opposed to the front. They will actually fight you. They get control of who's going to slice who's, slice each other open. Oh, nice. It, it is very exhilarating. Oh, I can't wait till the Wii version of that comes out. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. And then, and then for our overall game of the year, another game with some pretty darn satisfying headshots in slow motion, no less. Fallout 3. Um, anybody think that it shouldn't be game of the year? <laughs> no, it did a great job. It deserved it. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So another another great year on the um, on the the game of the year and some good picks uh, from from the readers. A uh, hundred thousand gin readers can't be wrong, I guess. Um, so those are our picks. Feel free to visit gameindustry.com to check them out. And uh, again, if you'd like to comment on these picks or this show or anything else, send an email. Into gin lounge at gameindustry.com. So, thank you for everyone for joining us for this special double issue of uh, the Gin Lounge uh, since we've doubled our allotted time, but that's okay once in a while. And thanks, guys, for, uh, for being here on the show today.
No problem. That's <laughs> oh, great. All right. Thanks, well, thanks, John. It's always good to be here. Oh, no problem. We will see you all next time, and we hope you enjoy the Gin Lounge, and we hope that all of the games that you like are Game of the Year titles. Thank <laughs> you.